0: Thank you for tuning in to Detail Memoirs. This episode is brought to you by Rotafest and Zenware. Rotifest is the most powerful mobile invoicing software designed for auto detailers and recon professionals on the market today. More than just a mobile invoicing app, it gives you a complete suite of tools to manage your business. Yes, it has a mobile app designed for the iPhone and Android to decode the VIN and create an invoice in the field. But it also includes integration with QuickBooks, Customer management tools, text and email reminders, reports, and now inventory management is included in this powerful suite of tools. Learn more about RoadFS at roadfs.com. Yo, and good day and welcome to another episode of road FS Detail Memoirs. We are back from Mobile Tech Expo, getting back into our booth. And uh, man, it's uh, good mm. to be home, but I'm telling you, it was awesome to be on the road. I'm Jody. I'm still Rod. Every He's week, still Rod. Still the same guys. <laughs> good
1: looking bald dude every week. So. I
0: don't know about the good looking part, yeah. but obviously your wife thinks you are, so that's well, all it counts. I don't know. Counts. You could ask her that. But.
1: <laughs> so this week, we have a good friend of ours, Anthony, on from Revive Auto Solutions. How are you doing, Anthony?
0: Doing well on yourself?
1: We're doing, doing
0: good. Awesome, man. man. So, uh... So you have, you've had the opportunity to uh, be on the road a bit. Uh, I think your biggest success of 2022 was getting Hiram on a plane <laughs> from <HGLD laughs> What
1: detailing. What, what was the process there? Did you have to pay him off or did you just bribe him?
2: No, I just had to talk some sense into him and tell him like, you're going to lose about three days driving there and three days back, you know, and he's really busy right now. So he can't afford to lose that much time on the road.
0: Yeah. That's That's insane. And it's, it's tough when you take that first leap of faith to be able to go, um, you know what, I'm going to uh, do this with you. And, uh, and no, because he told me, he's like, man, I don't trust anybody.
2: No, he doesn't. And
0: I'm like, well, it's good that you made it and uh you were in good hands with Anthony so.
2: Yeah, and as much as he likes to play a tough guy, he he was pretty scared uh on the plane. He kept putting his own, head on my shoulder and he would put his hand real close to mine, you know, almost wanting to hold it during the flight. And uh yeah, he he doesn't trust anyone uh coming back from Kentucky. Funny story, we got a we were in the in between a tornado warning and uh he uh I was driving during the tornado warning and he pretty much took over like, you're not driving. I'm driving through this and we made it out and it, it was, pretty fun, man. That, that trip back to, uh, from Kentucky.
0: That's good, man. Now, sometimes you just got to do that, right? Uh, sometimes you got to let somebody take over and you get to trust them and other times <laughs> yeah. you get to put your hands and some, for some people, that's a lot, of that's a big scary thing. So
2: yeah, definitely.
0: So let's talk about your business. Uh, obviously, you and uh, Hiram are good buddies, but let's talk about Revive Auto Solutions. How did you get into the game and, uh, uh, you know, what's ahead of you in 2022?
2: Yeah, so Revive started uh, January 1st of 2021. So I've been in it 13 months now uh, before that. I spent some time in the military, uh, been in and out of the automotive industry for about eight years. And what got me into detailing is I never had any desire to get into it. I never thought it'd be a career for me, or, you know, I could do this as a business. Um, I left a while paying job at dent wizard, you know, after I figured out I was getting, I was over working, getting underpaid. Uh, I had no plan. <laughs> I just cold turkey I put in my resignation and uh I had no plan. It wasn't the smartest thing I ever done, not having a plan, but uh, I ended up working out uh during that two week uh, time when I was waiting for me to for it to be my last day. I was sitting in the detail bay of uh bmW the where we had a where we were set up at. And I asked one of the guys, "Hey, how much you make per car?" And they told me fifty bucks per car. I'm like, "And how many you do per day?" I knock out four to five, and they're like, "Damn!" And at this time, I'm still thinking as an employee. You know, I'm not thinking as an entrepreneur. I'm like, "Man, I can do maybe four or five and do a way better job, and also add, you know, windshield chip repair or interior repair or polishing, whatever. You know, I can make additional money." On top of the cars that that were uh, you know that I'm detailing, so I, I inquire with the owner.
0: Hold on, buddy. I think we lost you we for lost a sec. You. So you there? Yeah, I'm here. You there?
2: I'm here.
0: Let me see. Yeah, we're we're losing you there. We've lost our guest. Just <laughs> there he is. You're He's there? back.
1: He's back. Yeah, I'm, I'm here.
0: All right. Yeah, we lost you for a sec. So I'm not, I'm sure, not sure what was. happened I'm there well, on our end, end or your end, but.
1: We're excited to have you. So, all right. So, so let's, let's go back to that. wizard, And that was a good decision for you because it sounds like, you know, you weren't really happy doing that and you weren't making the kind of money you should be making. So, you, did you just start up your business? Did you do something in between or?
2: I, I did do something in between. Uh So, during that time, COVID happened. The quarantine happened. The dealership's car count went down. They weren't hiring anybody for detailing so i'm like what am i going to do now i went on social media started looking at local details in the area i found one that you know i like this page i hit him up on his dm i told my you know i pretty much sent him my resume and i I told him i want to work with them and he wasn't hiring at the time because everything got shut down Uh, about a month later he called me hey, you want to come out and do a demo real quick see what you can do i went out and i um pretty much did the interior of a pretty beat up old, uh, Dodge caliber. And, uh, he's like, Hey, you want to start? I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And, uh, <laughs> it's crazy, man. Cause I went from a pretty, what I thought was a well-paying <clears throat> job to getting paid, uh, $8 an hour working for this guy. <laughs> and, uh, it was rough, but I felt I had to do it to see if I was going to like it. You know, if it was something that I wanted to do. Um, so I did it for about three months until, I found out about Dean King Training Institute that offered automotive reconditioning training. Right. You know, and they they take your GI bill so I went and did that for a month and a half out in wow. Costa Mesa, California. And that was a, a real eye opener right there, man, of how much money I could make if I was out on my own, you know, doing it on my own as my own business. Um after I finished that, it was about a month and a half of training. After I finished that, I uh, signed up to train with Rennie, Yep, Rennie Dora out in Big Bird, California. I put my deposit down and then um, I had the opportunity, Todd Sudick from uh, Dean King, he gave me the opportunity to train with Mal Craig as well. So all within two months, I trained with Dean King, a month and a half of Dean King and then Rennie for a week. And then after Rennie, I trained with Mal Craig. So it was back to back to back. It it, it really was like information wow. overload. It was way too much information. I don't recommend anyone doing that. <laughs> you know, I recommend training, but not that much training in that short amount of time. Yeah, it, yeah. it was information overload for sure.
1: Well, though the the nice part about that is that you know you're you're able to look back at that and see what you you know what you gained from it, what you didn't gain from it and kind of give people advice, which is kind of the whole reason we have this show is, you know, Hey, that's, that's exactly it. What do you recommend? What you don't, you recommend. So you trained with all those guys and now, you know, you're still in a pandemic, but now they're, Stuff's kind of opening back up. Are you doing? Uh, did you go back to dealership stuff? Do you ha- do you work? With I, you, do you I, I didn't.
2: No, after I trained with Mal, Mal was the last training I did. And, and uh, when I graduated with Mal Craig, he posted something on on his Facebook page, and, and you know, linked me to it. And after that, everyone in my hometown saw it. Like I blew up like quick. Like everyone's hitting me up for detail. Hey, when you get back, I want a detail. I want my car done by you. You know, congratulations, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I had a lot of work waiting for me when I got back from training with Mel, And from there it was all like word of mouth people, you know, them referring me to other people. And that probably lasted about four or five months until it finally just kind of like started dwindling down and, you know, all the referrals were dried up and no one was, you know, it kind of just dried up. You know, I wasn't promoting, I wasn't doing paid ads. I wasn't boosting anything, you know, just it kind of dried up from there.
0: Yeah. So how, how did you work through that dried up season?
2: I, uh, I didn't, man. I, I it, it was rough. I, I overanalyzed everything. I, you know, that what is was that? That saying goes up uh, uh, analysis. Paralysis. Paralysis. There you go. Yeah. That, that was me totally, man. I overanalyzed everything, trying to figure it out and trying to figure out how I can get more leads. I'll turn those leads into paying clients and, you know nothing was working out nothing at all and, and finally uh just out of the blue one day a company called me a marketing company digital marketing company called me yeah. and they gave me their you know what they can do for me and from there uh i signed up with them they did my website they uh optimized my seo on google and within two months i started seeing a lot more phone calls a lot more wow. people visiting nice. my website you know and from there, about month three after signing up with them, I'm now number one on Google for ceramic coating in El Paso. Wow,
1: nice. that's, that's phenomenal!
2: Awesome. Yeah. So, is it a
1: local company or? It's
2: not a local company. They're based out of New York, and they're at they're at the mobile tech expo. They're, nice. Uh, pushing P pushing PDR and detailing. Um, they uh, really took care of me. They, they did an awesome job of uh, getting me out there and putting me number one uh, on Google in my area. Right.
0: That's awesome. Because I think a lot of times, you know, know, when you hit that dip in your business, right? It's like, all right, how do I solve it? Right. right? And so we go into analysis mode. We start Mm -hmm. looking at every little aspect of our business, what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. And we, at some point, sometimes in your business, you have to go outside of yourself outside of your expertise. And when you can, one, humble yourself, but also recognize When it's out of your wheelhouse mm-hmm. and go to somebody that specializes in it, it can really impact your business. I mean, Rod is really good about working with our CPA. I mean, our CPA has become an extension of our business, right? Because Rod's always talking to him. like, all right, what should I do You know, as we're approaching you know, tax season? But in the middle of the year, in July, June, he's having a meeting with them and going, all right, this is kind of where we are. What should we do? Should we change some things up? And having that third party, that sounding bar board that has expertise in areas that that you don't have, can really, really impact your business.
2: Oh no, and yeah, it really did, and it took a lot for me to like give that up because I, I, you know, you wear ten hats when you're a business owner. You're trying to do everything yourself, trying to save money, and for me, that you know, that was a no brainer to uh, go ahead and do. Cause I, I'm not good at marketing. I'm not good. You know, I don't know anything about it. I was trying to figure it out, watching, you know, tons of YouTube videos and, you know, doing a lot of uh, online webinars about it. But at the end, you know, these guys are the trained professionals. They know what they're doing and they did, you know, they did what they said they're going to do and they put me on number one in my area. That's, no, that's awesome. That's Fantastic. Yeah. So
1: I think that's one of those things that, you know, um, a lot of people don't know, Uh, there's things out on forums and everything. It's like, what, what should I do here? What should I do there? And I think the reality is that, you know, some of the key things we always say is first off, you need to get training for whatever you're doing. You know, um, anybody that down, downplays or, or doesn't show the importance of being trained, they're just, they're, they're missing out. You know, Mm. you can't, you can't perfect anything and I don't care what job or what business you start or you do unless you're trained to do it. you know you you have to continuously train and practice and learn and right. um, the second thing there is know when you have reached your limit of your knowledge and pass that on to somebody else, because you can save years of your life and get to number one or you know just by having somebody else do that. There's so many times that I think people feel like they're saving a dollar. Um, and there's points and times when you do that, right? There's points and times right. when you say, "I have to save this, this particular quarter, I'm going to not spend money on X, Y, Z, because I need to save up for the next time we're doing something else. But then there's those times where you need to reach out to somebody else. And um, <clears> then <throat> I think that's really important. Uh, so, so that's great because that's a lot of times people ask those questions on forums of what should I do here? And it's like, mm-hmm. get somebody that knows what the heck
2: they're doing. Yeah, you know? definitely. A hundred percent.
0: I think one of the challenges, this morning I was working out with my wife, you know, regular story every day, right? And I was listening to a podcast. And um, in this podcast, the guy was talking about, I mean, he is at the pier of his game. I mean, he's at the pinnacle, right? He is the standard. Um, his name's ET. Uh, he has a podcast called Secret to Success. And he said something that really made me think this morning he's like look when you're excellent at something it's easy to just be complacent at excellent right and he's like i've had to look at myself and go all right where have i fallen into complacency what where am i just showing up and yes i can execute But am I executing at a level that is not only going to impact the people that I'm serving, but going to impact me at a level that I haven't experienced before? And so I love that you started out with the mindset of I'm going to train. I'm going to get the knowledge that I need. But now that you've kind of you got that initial investment in yourself, you went through that dip. So now what are you doing to really take you and your business to the next level having gone through that dip.
2: So, yeah, like we talked about earlier, that mark digital marketing company that they're definitely helping out with my uh, uh, SEO, Google, uh, my website. Um, now I'm focusing more on the business side of it. In the beginning, it was all about training, learning best product, best chemical, best tools and, you know what, I, I hate to say it, but I feel like not wasting my time, but my time could have been spent better focusing on the business side of it rather than trying to be the best detailer out there. You know, I had the training, I had the knowledge, I had everything I needed to do, but again, I I was over analyzing everything. I wanted to be the best detailer out there. And I felt if I would have started the business side of it initially, you know, learning the business side of it and how to, you know, be a successful business person i would have been in a different place than i am right now
1: yeah and i think that's something that people don't realize that um that's an area where you have to train and learn as well yeah you know, definitely we'll, we'll plug the road fs detail memoirs business 101 series that we have out on youtube go out and look at the videos everybody there's there's a whole i mean people that have been doing this for years and years and years that will mm-hmm. Steer you in the right direction and save you that time. I think that there's a lot of people that talk about working on the business, but it's hard to, um, it's hard to take the time to do that. It, you know, Jody yeah. and I were talking about it at, D, at uh, MTE, and we've had more people than ever before go to our business training. We do a business training every single year that has to do with, you know, things you can do to affect your business right now. We had more people go to that than we have ever had. And I think that's really a telltale sign of what people are trying to do. Because like you said, being the best detailer is very subjective, right? Mm -hmm. How are we going to judge that? You know, you're in El Paso, I'm Mm -hmm. in Boise. We can both put a 50-50 shout out on the internet. And really, it comes down to who takes a better picture. Right, it is, a, it is a better detailer. I mean, let's face it. You know, that's, that's what it comes down to because you get some comments up there too. You, I, I can take a really, really good photograph and you won't even know that there was a scratch in that car and it looks like I took it out, but I yeah. didn't. Right. right. Um, or I can just be flat out a really, really good detailer and take crappy pictures. So the, the key to that is also that perfection and detailing, I think is a, it's a goal that people need to get away from. Yeah. And I know that sounds counterproductive to what we all do in the detailing industry, but perfection is not a reality, right? Mm-hmm. That car coming off the line brand new needs work. Yeah, Two months later, it's going to need work. As soon as you do whatever you're going to do to that car, you are basically the second that it drives off of your lot and goes out in the world, it's starting to get hit with stuff. So mm-hmm. it is, it is a fraction of time that it looks good. And we're, and that's, that's okay. We're good with that because we want it to come back for maintenance. We want it to come back for rework and everything else. Somebody gets in the car, there's dirt on their shoes. But I think that the business itself doesn't go through that. A business is not just, okay, I've, I've hit perfection in my business and I got to stop. You're constantly working on your business, just like you are that car. You know, we have a snapshot in time. Jody and I know where we are today. Tomorrow, we could be somewhere else. We have five things in the wings right now that we're working on, (laughs) and tomorrow it's going to be totally different. And then, you know, we get a different uh, uh, customer that comes in, and we have a new thing going on, and it's just—it's just like a detailing business. Next week, there'll be some new chemical that comes out, or some new product, or some new tool that will save us time or save us money, and it will change the whole industry. And I think people have to just be flexible both in your business and in your detailing. And the key is to do the training when you need to do it. So if we get a new, yeah. you know, a new chemical that comes out, that's the wonder chemical that, you know, uh self leveling paint that you can spray on with a Mr. Um, we're all going to have to learn how to use it, you know, and I think, mm-hmm. and then we have to learn how we're going to bring that into our business and how we're going to do that as an offering. So
2: exactly. right.
1: So, for you and your business, are you just a one man shop? Do you have any helpers? Do you have any? Employees? So, yeah. Right now,
2: uh, for the most part, I'm a one man shop. I do hire a, a young kid to work with me when I do airplanes at the airport, um, just to be more efficient, knock it out a little bit quicker. Yep. You know, um, I am, this year, I'm gonna hire somebody to bring them on and train them up, and that way, I could I could focus more on the on the. What's uh, <laughs> <so> up, <laughs> Yeah,
0: hire shots strategy. over the bell. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's awesome! <laughs> nice. Yeah, no, I, th- there's a plans to to hire uh, one more person in in the business for sure, definitely. I, I need it, definitely. Yeah, sure. yeah. He's
0: So I want to go back to, because I have a question regarding wanting to be the best detailer. Why, why did you want to be the best detailer and who was that for?
2: It's an Eagle thing. It's for yourself pretty much, you know? Yeah cuz the clients yeah. don't care they don't know the difference between a one step or a two step you're doing it for yourself and you're you're your own worst enemy when you think that way man you 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 know you're not as efficient you're taking long on jobs and i remember when i trained out with uh, Jason Rose at uh in Colorado at the Rupus facility you know i told him like i'm struggling i'm taking 20 hours on a ceramic coating and he's like his eyes open wide up and like wow like you need to cut that down you know by more than half. And it's an Eagle thing, you know, you know, you're doing yeah. it for yourself pretty much.
0: Yeah. And, I, and and that was my point. I think a lot of times, especially in detailers, right. We see consistently that they're marketing to other detailers mm-hmm. instead of marketing to their client. Right. Right. And, and I remember mm-hmm. being at a mobile tech expo training with Mike Phillips and he said, you got to remember the 10 foot rule. <clears throat> And people are like, what's the 10 foot rule? He goes, when your customer comes up, they're looking at their car from 10 feet. 10 feet yep. And if you can wow them at 10 feet,
1: you did an excellent job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's all about expectations. That's one of the big things that, <clears throat> um, you know, that I learned uh, one of the, probably the second time we were on the Air Force One project with right. uh, Rennie Doyle at Detail Mafia is that That We're not about perfection. It's about preservation. And really, that kind of really hit me hard. It was like, in this instance, we have to meet the expectations of the Museum of Flight. Mm -hmm. We are not trying to make this... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> go josh buckler and I'm actually there was that josh. josh buckler so <laughs> the thing about that is is that we you you learn that you have to meet the customer's expectations and like you said the customer doesn't understand the difference between a two-step and a three-step they just want all those little scratches out right. that's, i mean and i'm not trying to cut down people that don't know it's that some people actually think that that's what they're supposed to do and this yeah scott good good point you got to educate your client mm-hmm. on what it is you can do You know, this package, I can make it look like this, this package, I can make it look like this. And Mm -hmm. if you want the full Monty, I can go full on three-step ceramic coating and it's, it's as good as we possibly can make this car. And a lot of times I think that, you know, you got people that just want to get the trash and the sand from the floorboards and they just want it to be shiny. And and that's okay. They're, you know, don't knock them down. Don't cut those people down. That's what they mm-hmm. want. That's what they expect. Meet their right. expectations, exceed their expectations a little bit, and then show them what you can do the next time. So, so looking
0: back, I mean, you've actually had a short run at your business, but you've in that short run, you've really carved out a successful business for yourself. You're looking at hiring somebody else. So, What have you learned along the way that you think is really pivotal for your success and that other people could glean from?
2: Uh, So one, like we talked about getting trained, it doesn't have to be a five day training, maybe a one day train. There's a lot of good one day trainings out there that would definitely benefit you. Uh, Business training, hundred percent. And you can get that free online, go to uh, SBU uh, small business university online They do webinars every week. It's free. You can get a mentor, uh, seek out mentorship. You can get a mentor from score free mentor. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say, take yourself out of of, of obscurity, man. If people don't know you're there, they can't hire you to do the job. So make yourself known, whether it be on social media or hiring a digital marketing team to take care of your marketing. Um, And the biggest thing with me is don't procrastinate. I feel I lost about four or five months in my business because of, overanalyzing procrastinating trying to be perfect you know yeah. just go out there and start you know you're gonna you're gonna make mistakes you know learn from them and you know chalk it up as tuition to the school of life you know,
1: you know? <laughs> yeah exactly and i and i think the key there like you said is go go watch some stuff on just business in general but i mean i you know we joke a lot and i'm probably the biggest smart ass on the on the internet but <laughs> really uh, <clears throat> seriously go out to youtube Watch the business 101 series. It's literally a step-by-step instruction on how to, how to start right. and keep a successful detailing business. What kind of insurance do you need? What do you need? Mm-hmm. Yay. What do you need to do to cover your butt? There's a lot of CYA stuff, right? I had a detailer call me up and goes, Hey, I, I, uh, I had this guy that said I needed to have errors and omissions uh, insurance to work on his car. And I think it was like a McLaren or something. He's like, what is that? And I'm like, if you don't know what the insurance to cover your butt, that if you burn through the pain of a McLaren, you should not right. be touching a McLaren. Yeah. And yeah. You're a $250,000 minimum car and you don't mm-hmm. have insurance to cover it. I, right. I, I want to know that I've got the insurance to cover anything I'm touching that I can say, Hey, you know, I screwed it up and we're going to have to buy you a new one. That That's how much insurance I want to have. Right. Yeah. I can replace that car if something catastrophic happened. So, you know, look into those things. Cause it's not, I mean, I know we've all, we all cut corners when we first start and sometimes people do some stuff they shouldn't do, but yep. get, get, do it the right way, get the stuff yeah. you need to do, cover yourself and uh, whether you're a mobile and you have insurance on your vehicle, whether you are a fixed location, and you have insurance on your shop, make, and it also helps your customer feel more comfortable with you. If you're licensed, mm-hmm. bonded, insured, trained, yeah. certified, you mm-hmm. know, those things matter.
0: Well, and I think, you know, along those lines, you know, we had uh, the owner of shiny jets on a couple of weeks ago and I think there, you know, he pointed out there that there are a lot of insurances related to just being on site. Right. And people don't really understand that. So getting the education and asking the right questions is really critical for you to making sure that you're covering Mm -hmm. your butt in your business, Mm -hmm. but also putting yourself
1: in a, position that you're viewed as the expert and you can really grow your business. Yep. And I, Scott Masha brought up a good point about niche <clears throat> markets. So you're you're in a specific area. What is kind of your niche um, in the uh, area you're in? What What is it you can market and, and really hit home about?
2: Right now, I'm focusing on new to like new cars. I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to I mean, I don't want to sound like I'm lazy or I don't want to work, but I don't want to spend hours doing paint correction when I don't have to. I focus, right now, I'm trying to focus on, you know, the people with the expendable income that don't mind paying for quality surround coating or detail, and that's where I'm going to be looking at focusing more with my digital marketing team, trying to focus more. Like, to those type of clientele, you know, yeah. no, that's them. awesome.
1: No. And that's, I think that's key. And that's sort of hopefully answered that question you brought up, Scott. And, and, you know, in, in your particular area, in anybody's particular area, you have to decide what, what niche or what market you're going to go into, whether that's airplanes or whether that's ceramic coatings or whether that's, you know, mom minivans. Um, and people, a lot of people shy away from that stuff. Yeah. A lot of people, that's their bread and butter. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I've used this story before, but I know a gentleman that he has a cleaning company. It's a commercial building cleaning company. He wears a suit and tie. And his big thing is he's like, I clean toilets better than anybody in town. And he's really <laughs> proud of it. And he is very, very successful. If you saw what this guy drives and where he lives, he is very successful at cleaning toilets, but right. he is, in his market, he is the best guy doing that. And so um, it's the way he markets and the and the things he provides that he's the best at, right? I mean, we, you know, everybody knows what a clean toilet looks like or a clean car looks like, and he's not focused on perfection and cleaning, just like we shouldn't. It's, it's, he meets his customers' needs and he exceeds them in his market for his niche. And I think that's what everybody needs to focus on. I can't be, you, I can't have your niche, right? If I started a business here in Boise, Idaho, doing detailing, we have inclement weather that we've got to deal with. You know, they, they do horrible things like chip seal the road. So there's rock Gosh. chips all over everywhere. And there's, you know, there's, there's a hard water and it gets to be 110 degrees in the summer and 12 below in the winter. And, and you don't have the same market here, right? So you got to study your market, do a market analysis. That's another business thing. If you don't know what that is, go look it up. It's, it's something you have to do in order right. to have a market analysis. <laughs> there you look go. Look at the guy <laughs> who just signed <laughs> the urinal bucket. Right on, brother. <laughs> That's funny, <laughs> That Scott. guy's making money. And look, it does kind of look <laughs> like the top <laughs> of my head. Oh, gosh, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Well, man, I tell you, we, we obviously could continue moving forward, but because uh, this conversation so great. And I think really the driver is is looking at how you can grow your business. You know, recognizing when you have those, you know, those <laughs> dips, but looking at how you can move through that dips and really grow as a business owner and as a business so how do people uh connect with you
2: yeah so on all social media it's revive auto solutions um, for my email it's anthony at autorevive.com. um everything else is revive auto solutions my e- uh, website reviveautosolutions.com dot uh, com as well and yeah uh, feel free to hit me up uh, if you want to do any uh Tag teaming any work, any airplane work, uh you guys got any museum work you need help with, uh let me there know. There you go.
0: I love that. Right. and that key word there, right? Strategically tag teaming with people. It's a yeah. great way to leverage and grow your business. So, you know, be don't be oblivious to that opportunity that's right at your fingertips with the right people
2: exactly take advantage take advantage of that opportunity to work with other people i had the opportunity to work with right. uh, nick becchio kyle clark you know tony doing the low riders you know and all these people helped me out and, and definitely changed my business and, and uh helped me to be a better technically better detailer you know
1: yeah that's i think awesome. one of the keys there is i had a really really good phone call um yesterday i got i was talking to robert wasserman yesterday and a couple of other people and and. Um, got some really good comments and i think people just need to be open to opportunities and i Mm -hmm. think sometimes we're sometimes we're too busy putting up this wall and pumping up our chest to try to make ourselves feel like we're really successful that we don't allow opportunities in right and and you know the whole thing is, is when you allow those opportunities in and you're more open to doing that they come in yeah. So you got to open yourself up to it, and that's—I mean—one of the things I love about you is just a great big smile, and always really super approachable, and just that is that—that that is the thing. Absolutely, Scott. Operation Slayshine. So <clears throat> opportunities for for people like you to get involved in things like like uh, Scott's Operation Slayshine in the winter to help uh, help uh, military vets and and yeah. their families. Those kind of things they pay dividends. You know, sometimes oh, yeah. it costs you money. Um, you know, we are, we, Tony and I are open to any right? You know, we've, we've had it for years and years. We get calls on the phone from people that are like, Hey, do you want to sponsor? And we just go, absolutely. You know, yeah. we, anything we can do to help lift this industry up and lift people up and help them out. So thanks for being on the show, man. Thanks for being you. Cause you're just, like I said, super approachable and just always got a big smile on your face and open to open to anything. So <laughs> can't wait to see you again.
2: Yeah. yeah. Kentucky. Kentucky Absolutely, Southern man. Detailers
1: Conference. Coming we are soon. counting down the days. We will be having
0: Big Dion shortly. We haven't uh, locked in a date for that. Next week, we have Prentice Sinclair on with another episode of the Business 101 series. So yep. make sure to check in next re- week. And, and please remember to like, like and subscribe. share, and subscribe. Yep. And we will check see you same you time, same bad channel next week. See ya!